Welcome to Twin Talk. This is Joy, and I'm here with my sister, Angie. And today, we're not really doing favorite books. We're just doing something a little different today. We're going to talk about just recent books that we've been reading and kind of tell each other about them and what they're about and if we like them or don't like them, if we recommend it or don't recommend it. Hmm. And it has been a while since we've recorded. Once again, I know I sound like a broken record. <laughs> it's my fault. <laughs> I've been so busy at school. And we have five more weeks till school is left. And thank goodness it's been with Corona and we have some kids learn at home and we have some kids at school and it's, mm. it's just been pretty much a nightmare. Yeah. So once this year is over, we, I mean, it's been good. And at least we've been at school. I know some schools that, you know, have been out for almost a whole year. It's like they've oh, been wow. learning virtually for almost a whole year. And we've been lucky that we've been on site physically learning for the most part. Most of the year. So anyway, I'm just kind of glad this this school year is almost over and I'm ready to just have a regular school year next year. <laughs> yeah, and like tonight even, we were both really busy, but, you know, we were talking today by phone and I told Joy, I said, you know, I just feel like we need to do something so people won't think we've quit. I know, we, it's been yeah. so long. It's been like a month. And I yeah. said, hey, I let's just do know. it. I just want people to know we're still here and we still love we doing still this. We still love reading. We're still reading our books. We just haven't had time to actually sit down and do a podcast. Right. So I'm going to start us off. And mm-hmm. this is a book that I just finished. And it's called Mexican Gothic. And I'll just say that when I saw the title. Um, For some reason, I feel like I've heard of it. Okay. Well, it did pop up on the Audible to uh, as a recommended book. Okay. Maybe mm-hmm. you saw it on Audible. I don't know. And you've made a few remarks in the past weeks about... <laughs> It didn't sound like you were having a very good experience. <laughs> Let me just say this. When I saw the title, um, I said, you had me at Mexican. And you had me at Gothic. And then you put those two, because I'm a Spanish teacher, right? And you put those two words together. I'm like, yes, this could be my favorite book ever. But you totally lost me at Mushroom Spores. Oh, no. <laughs> what do you think this book's about? Do you have any I clue? Have... I have, I don't even have a clue. When I think of Mexican <laughs> Gothic, I no. And then when you said mushroom spores, I'm <laughs> totally lost. Okay, so let me just talk. Okay, let me read this to you real <laughs> quick. This is off of um, it's a uh, Amazon. I just topped in Mexican Gothic on Amazon, and <laughs> I'm gonna. I read like it. the cover. It's a, okay. Well, it's that's a woman in a pretty dress, but you can only see part of her face mm-hmm. I love yeah. and that's another thing that sold me on the book was to buy use one of my cr- our credits for it was because the co- whoever created this co- cover art it, I love it it's got like the it looks like a green velvet brocade or whatever that stuff is called behind her and it's like a Mexican girl in this real pretty deep red dre- off the shoulder dress flowers. I love the cover I just think it's beautiful it is pretty um, it says New York Times bestseller um, it's Lovecraft meets the Brontes in Latin America and after a slow burn start Mexican Gothic gets seriously weird and I agree it gets super weird and I'll explain to you what happens in a minute it says, now here's the part that shocked me because... Can I ask you a question? Yeah. I understand. It says, it's Lovecraft meets mm, the, Bronte. the Brontes. Okay, I understand the Brontes, Charlotte, Emily. Yes, we've talked about that. We've talked about the Brontes. But what is Lovecraft? Honestly, I don't know. Oh, okay. 
and I'm sure it's probably some uber famous book we should know. Oh, okay. <laughs> but but I know we both know the Brontes. Well, yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking that's a selling point. Yeah, we both love reading the, the stuff. Yeah, that the so Brontes you're thinking this wrote. might be something in yeah. the style of the Brontes. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. It says in development as a Hulu original limited series produced by Kelly Ripa and Mark Consuelos. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, nominated for the Bram Stoker Award. Okay, you know what the Bram Stoker Award is? Or is that's it Bram like, Stoker? Or I'm sorry. Bram, I'm sorry. Yeah, mm-hmm. Bram Stoker Award. You know what that is. It's like anything creepy, gothic mm. spooky. That's well, what the Bram one Bram Stoker, has. he wrote, Dra- that's Dracula. Yes, okay, gotcha. yes. Uh, named, okay, named one of the best books of the year. By The New Yorker, Vandy Fair, NPR, <laughs> The Washington Post, Marie Claire, Vox. I mean, it goes Men's Health, Library Journal, Book Riot, Library Reads. I'm like, holy cow, what am I not seeing here? Okay. So it's all lies. Well, I'm about to talk about, <laughs> I'm about to talk to you about, I'm just going to explain to you what's going on and I want your opinion. Okay. okay. I'm wondering if you even understand the book. It sounds so uh, Well, weird. hold on. We're going to get there. <laughs> okay. An Isolated Mansion. A chillingly charismatic aristocrat and a brave socialite drawn to expose their treacherous secrets. Wuthering Heights. I'm telling you. And it says, a terrifying twist on classic gothic horror, and that's Kirkus Reviews, set in glamorous 1950s Mexico. Okay, here's what I'll say. Here's what I liked about it. Mm -hmm. I love the setting. Like they said, okay, so this this girl, her name is uh, Noemi Tabuada. (laughs) And she's real wealthy. She's this daughter of a real wealthy man. She's a socialite. I love it because, you know how we talked about Nancy Drew, how we liked how they described her clothes. Mm -hmm. So she's super uber wealthy. She's this is 1950s Mexico. She's getting to go all these balls and parties and it describes her beautiful clothes and her cars. It almost reminds me of a Mexican Nancy Drew a little bit. Hmm. And she's very feisty and she just, she always is in control. Like, she's the one that leads the boys on, and she's the one that controls relationships, and she's not like some doormat or wallflower. Okay, so okay. very strong, independent Very woman. strong, independent girl. Mm-hmm. Well, they get this letter. Uh, her dad receives a letter from a cousin who's married this guy they don't know very well, who lives in what's called High Place, this place in Mexico, and she's like, claims she's seeing ghosts, and the voices, she hears voices, and She's saying all this creepy, weird stuff. And then the husband, I I might be getting this part wrong. And the dad tries to contact the husband. He's like, no, she's just been sick. She's delirious. And uh, uh, Naomi's dad's, Noemi, sorry, I said that backwards. Noemi's dad's like, well, maybe she needs to see a psychiatrist. And then this is all letters because it's the 1950s. They're not Mm -hmm. calling, you know. And um, basically, they're kind of having this letter war. No, she doesn't need a psychiatrist. Yes, maybe she does. Anyway, the dad asked the daughter to go check on your cousin and find out what's going on. Oh. So she packs her bags. Oh, and she doesn't want to do it. And he promises her, hey, you can go to this certain university if you do it. Because it was a co-ed. They wanted her to go to this all-girls type college. Mm -hmm. And she was wanting to go study... um, Oh, gosh, now I've already forgotten what she wanted to study. She had changed her mind several times, but at the moment, she wanted to do, like, anthropology or something. Mm-hmm. And he's like, so he kind of bribes her. He says, oh, we'll let you go to this mixed co-ed college if you go. Mm-hmm. Okay, so long story short, I love the setting, like I said, because it's very gothic-y. It's this place, it's this huge mansion, and she has to go through all these little towns in Mexico, and... 
you know, it's very isolated. It said way up high. It's she talks about the fog growing in and it being cold. And then she describes this huge gothic mansion where her cousin lives with all of her husband's family. And I loved it. I'm like, this is awesome. You know, this is cool. And um, now the book is in English, but it'll say in Spanish, he said this or in Spanish, she said that. Mm. It lets you know when they're, but most of the time they're speaking English. But this is where it starts to get weird, and I, this there is a spoiler alert, a spoiler alert here. If anybody wants to read the book and you haven't read it, I would stop listening now. But basically, in a nutshell, <laughs> she starts having visions and stuff, and and she starts weird having kind of almost out of body experiences, and okay. her. So whatever was happening to the lady yeah, beforehand starts, now starts happening, happening to, to her, her okay. the cousin that kind of check on her. Basically, in a nutshell, the house is enveloped in some type of spores and mushrooms. And some, and it's like, they always talk about how cold and wet it is everywhere. Like, it's just the perfect environment for, like, mushrooms to grow. Okay, and mold. (laughs) And mold, yes. The house is covered in, like, mold and mushrooms. Everything's wet and, like, it does Mm. not sound inviting. Like, she hates it there. She wants to leave. Somehow... One of the patriarchs from way back then, they we find out later he could even be up to four or five hundred years old. Mm. This is where it gets weird. Somehow he has learned how to harness the power of the special mushroom that grows in that area around that house, and it's, it's so it's taken over the house, like okay, uh, the spores and stuff in the air, I guess. And I don't know, I'm not smart enough to understand all this, and somebody else probably understands it better than me. But the general gist is somehow he's harnessed it, and he gets it into the, his human offspring, and then he'll marry them off to another one, and then somehow he takes their body, and he lives through them. Every generation. Okay. It doesn't make any sense. It's wow. one of the weirdest books I've ever read. I love the writing's awesome. Uh-huh. The setting's awesome. I love the characters. But when they started getting into mushroom spores and how this guy... That's when they lost you. That's when they lost me. Okay. And it got really weird and it didn't make sense. And that's why I, it could have been one of my favorite books. But like I said, mushroom spores is where they lost me. I wish I had someone smarter than me, which uh-huh. wouldn't be hard to do, explain to me this book. It, it's all about this stuff getting in your blood system and then him taking over the body in any way. So yeah. have I convinced you to read it? Absolutely not. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so so when I read this as a book, a book of the year, I'm like, yeah. what? So like this reminds me, just totally reminds me like... like Camber and I were watching a movie one time, mm-hmm. and it was really good, and it was kind of spooky and scary. And but once they actually started showing what the actual monster was, yes. it got so stupid. We we're like, "This is it." It's like exactly. it was so. It had the potential to be so good, yes. But then they just started revealing too much, and it was yes. too far out there what it was actually was. Yes, and at one and point, we're just like, ah. exactly. And at one point, they end up in this mausoleum type thing down from the house, and they open this like crypt and it's like a big mummy and she's like screaming and it's but apparently uh, Keller, kelly ripa liked it okay that's my point so then <laughs> so i'm reading weird. oh this is like book of the year and kelly ripa and mark consuelos they want to do like a series on it and i'm like i'm sorry but okay. why would people be interested in that that's so odd. i understand how they're interested in like the storyline yeah but how 
I want to see the series just to see how they... Maybe when I watch this Hulu series, if yeah. they ever pull it off, I'll understand more about these mushroom spores. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe you're missing the bigger picture <laughs> Apparently here Apparently, I am. I feel like I'm... I honestly, and I will admit this, I, I, towards the end of the book, I just wanted the book to be over. Mm-hmm. And I was like half listening, and I'm like, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. And maybe it's because I wasn't listening closely enough. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I... I feel like I wasn't smart enough to understand the science behind it. All the, mm-hmm. They were trying to explain scientifically how some of the stuff worked. And I'm just like, just be quiet and get to the end of the book. So, Oh, my goodness. Okay. That's all I have to say. Well. Mexican Gothic. Maybe our listeners will like it. Maybe they won't. Maybe if they're smarter than me, they'll figure it out and go, hey, that so was So if I ever see it genius. on Hulu. Yes. Maybe I'll take a peek and just, yes. just just because of this conversation yes. just pique my interest just to see kind of what it's like. Because I think oh. it could be really cool but man when it gets to the end I want to see how they do that. The whole crypt hmm. scene and there, there's a whole bunch of stuff I haven't talked about. That is but... interesting that so many people just are just I know. head over heels over it it sounds like. I know that's where I'm kind of confused. I'm like did yeah, y'all typically... do the people who love this and want this to be or voted this like book of the year did they totally understand that ending yeah because typically if something's recommended like a new york times or bestseller mm-hmm. i don't know if that was but you know all those all the accolades that you yeah. read about typically you're like you can understand oh yeah i see the appeal yeah yeah i totally get and it. i why. did i agreed all the way until until i finally figured out until so she how? starts revealing <laughs> what's actually going on okay. that's where she loses so it. let me ask you a question how far were you into the book when you started seeing the mushroom spores appear uh probably three-fourths of the way oh, so you literally had invested quite yes, a bit of time i'd already in invested so much time i'm like i can't quit now you know it's one of right. those things where i've got too much into it i can't yes. quit now and i have to see how it ends yeah but i'll just me personally it could have been an amazing book but the ending so how much so time of your life far... would you say you spent reading that oh book? goodness i don't <laughs> even listening to it i would say it's probably oh, you honestly, were listening to i it. was listening oh, to it right. I, honestly i don't remember how long it was okay. but i'll just say uh, if it if it would have had a different ending <laughs> a different cause of all the hallucinations and stuff uh, anyway. it just reminds me of, like the twilight zone you watch this whole long mm-hmm. episode and the, it, the whole thing is like wow in the very ending you're like i watched all that to, to yeah. find out that's what it was yeah, like whenever the lady with the bandages over her face and <laughs> And then they pull the bandages off, and it's this beautiful woman, and, and uh, they're all like, she's hideous, and all the nurses yeah. are, have, like, pig faces. <laughs> do you remember that? Unfortunately, yeah. I do. Yeah, yeah it's kind of like, oh, this is so That's stupid. what I'm saying. Like, yes, you it was just like time, that. And then you get to the end, and you're like, what a letdown. Yes, yeah. it was just like that. Oh, my gosh, that's I, the yeah, I'm glad you said that, because, that. yes, that's how I felt at the end. It was just a bunch of pig faces, <laughs> and that's how I feel. <laughs> Anyway, let's move oh, on to your book. Goodness. So she's been reading a book called Compromise. I'd like to hear. Oh, she's been boy. telling me a little bit about it, but let's hear about it. Okay, so the book that I have been reading, and the reason I say been reading is because I'm not technically finished with it. I still have two chapters, but okay. what I need to tell everyone is that the book is 546 pages. Wow. And I'm reading it cause, wow. because it's not available on audio right. or anything like that. So it does. I'm sitting here looking at it and it looks huge. It's huge. But, um, okay, so to me, the most interesting thing about the book is how I found out about the book. Mm-hmm. Okay, so typically, you know, typically you and I, well, for me personally, it's, it, it's, you know, I know about all the good classics, you know, I have a list of things I want to read or someone, re- or you recommend it or whatever. 
But I was actually at a baseball game in Mena, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just kind of one of these people. I love meeting people and talking to people I've never met. Everybody has a story. Mm-hmm. And there was a gentleman standing next to me at the game, and he was alone. And I just older struck up, guy. An older guy. I struck up a conversation with him. Well, for those of you out there who may or may not know, there's a lot of history in Mena, Arkansas. The whole Iran-Contra scandal revolved around that area well Mm -hmm. my son goes to college there now Mm -hmm. and but back in the um, 80s this is when all this was going on uh mina was in the epicenter of the whole scandal Mm -hmm. so basically just making conversation i said oh i he just mentioned in passing that he uh used to paint airplanes for a living Mm -hmm. and i was like oh jokingly oh i guess uh i guess you probably knew some people who were involved in the whole uh drug um you know gun running drug smuggling everything that went on in me the clinton scandal thank you and he was like oh yeah um i actually was very involved in that Oh. Okay, and luckily I didn't get his name. Yeah, you know I didn't ask his name. I'm I, glad I, you didn't because yeah, we could be putting him on a hit list. Exactly, I didn't <laughs> ask his name. I didn't get any part. I, it, honestly, I couldn't even pick him out of a lineup. Right, I don't even remember what he looked like. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't. I'm not good with faces or names. But anyway, um, anyway, I told him. I said, "Oh, you know, that's one of those things that I was a teenager at the time, so my head was in the sand. Mm-hmm. Even to this day, I couldn't tell you much about it." And he said, "Well," and he said, "There's a lot of books out about the whole." What happened? He said, but the one that's actually closest to the truth is a book called Compromised. Okay. And so I got on eBay, and uh, strangely enough, Joy, there's not many books out there. Mm-hmm. I only found, like, when I was looking for Compromise, I found three or four available. I think all the authors have committed suicide and written notes saying they don't want their books published anymore. <laughs> I don't know, but thank you. But anyway, uh, I paid more for this book than I've ever paid for a book because I couldn't find mm. it. How much did you pay I, for it? I paid over twenty dollars. Mm. I know I mean, for me though. I know we're for, cheapskates. Yeah, so that's, I'm used yeah. to getting a book for you know. If I pay ten dollars, I'm like upset, you know. Yeah. And so I paid like twenty two dollars for this book. Yeah, and it's a huge and, and nice it's a but, back. but yeah. the the fact remains there just wasn't many and the other ones were like fifty dollars. Right. So anyway, um And what's the name of the author? So the author is um Terry Reed and uh something coming. Is it John safe Cummings. to say that they're pretty brave for writing this book or have you got to the part where they've talked about maybe they were in fear to write and scared of writing this. Oh book yeah, because so, of retaliation. So Terry Reed and John Cummings are the are mm-hmm. the authors, and so honestly, there's you know for those of you listening, if you uh, were an adult during this time in the late '80s and you listened to anything about the um, gun smuggling or going on in Mena, Arkansas. Um, and you're interested in politics, and you, especially if you're interested in the Clintons, mm-hmm. uh, this book is very, very interesting. Okay. okay. Especially, so Joy, the reason I would personally recommend it to you mm-hmm. is because the whole first half of the book talks about areas that we are very f- intimately familiar with. Okay. okay. It talks about Mena, of course. Mm-hmm. It talks about Mena, Arkansas. Waldron. talks about the Fort Smith Airport. Mm-hmm. It talks about um, Y City. It talks mm-hmm. about the Arkansas River. Talks about Fort Chaffee. Talks mm-hmm. a lot about Fort Chaffee. Really? Okay. Talks about Camp Robinson and Little Rock. Mm-hmm. Of course, it talks about Bill and Hillary Clinton. 
Uh, Terry Reed, he was in the CIA. Of course, he's the one that wrote the book. Mm-hmm. And Barry Seal. Well, a lot of people have probably heard of Barry Seal. He was a very famous uh, CIA agent. And he, he worked with the DEA, FBI, CIA. See, I thought he was just a pilot who got recruited. He was in the CIA? He was in the CIA. Because I'm talking about the movie, of course. Okay, so know. the movie uh, Made in America... Mm-hmm. Is about his life. That's where I'm getting my info. Is from yes. Native American. I don't know how accurate. Yeah, that movie and is. the the guy I talked to at the ball game that day, he said it. He said it was not completely accurate. Okay. The movie was not. Mm-hmm. But he said this book. He, supposedly, this guy has first hands dealings with this, and he said this is the most accurate book okay. you can read about the whole subject. Okay. So all I can say is you would be. So the first half of the book, I was so interested because I was like. You're kidding. All this was going on right under our noses. Mm -hmm. And I'll just give you one example. Uh, There was one time they were shipping some um, guns down the Arkansas. They would use barges to Mm -hmm. ship things down the Arkansas River. And one of the shipments was delayed, and they and they were worried that some customs somewhere along the river, someone was you had it stopped, and we're going to do an inspection. They didn't want anything to be found or discovered, mm-hmm. and so they basically hopped in a plane and they just flew right down Highway now, Seventy. They? This would be Terry Reed, the author, mm-hmm. the CIA agent okay. who's involved in this, and um, another guy who was helping with the operation. They basically flew down uh, Seventy One Highway. And uh, they went to Lock and Dam 13 in Barling, Arkansas, which you and I have been over that bridge mm-hmm. a thousand times. And they found where the barge was sitting there. And they finally made contact with um, a contact on the ground there and said, well, sorry, we just got held up for about 30 minutes. Everything's okay. Mm-hmm. And so just things just going on literally under, right. our, uh, under our noses as we yeah, were growing Barling, up. That never knew. That's, just, that's a little town right. It's like a suburb of yeah. Fort Smith. We've been there a million times. Yeah. And of yeah. course, there's people that are always going to be interested in the Clintons. And mm-hmm. it's, it's not, you know, it's not a whole lot about the Clintons. Mm-hmm. Well, I say that. I mean. But it's very important things about them. But the, they are yeah. central characters. Yeah, they are. Part. They are central. I'm just the book isn't all about them, but right. they are mentioned a lot. Okay, okay, they're mentioned a lot. Favorably and or no? Not favorably. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so then when that operation got um, hello, so when that operation got shut down, the one that got sh- it got shut down in Nina, mm. it's, it's because a CIA plane actually got shot down. And they found and it was headed to Nicaragua. Who shot down the plane? That is to uh, is remains a mystery? a mystery to this Ooh. day. There's several people it could have been. What was on the plane? Um, there was um, uh, I can't remember if there was guns and narcotics. I want to say definitely guns, I believe. And so basically what happened was it exposed Reagan's administration. They weren't supposed to be sending any aid to the Contras Mm -hmm. because Congress had banned it. Right. So they were literally going around Congress secretly. Mm -hmm. And that's what this whole operation was, was them delivering guns to uh, Nicaragua. Under the table. Under the table because they're trying to fight communism. But Mm -hmm. but, uh, Congress had strictly forbidden it. Mm -hmm. But the CIA and the Reagan administration are still doing it anyway. So this is the one that Oliver North was involved in. Yes. Is he kind of portrayed as guilty or innocent or just someone stuck in the middle? Okay, so the way the author views Oliver North is that he was kind of the whole, he was heading the whole operation. uh, So he knowingly 
knowingly was going against the... Uh, he was knowingly law. going against Congress, but people still looked at him. Some people still viewed him as a hero, as that he had high ideals. Mm-hmm. So in his mind, I don't care what Congress says. We're, we're fighting communism. Okay. We're going to help them regardless. Gotcha. So, so it's like he was doing things illegally, but mm-hmm. people still... That's people that were against Congress and didn't agree with mm-hmm. them. They felt like he was a hero. Because I was going to mm-hmm. say, and like I said, I can't speak with much authority because, like, we were teenagers, but I remember reading stuff about Oliver North and kind of reading a little bit about the trials. And I just remember in my mind, and maybe we were young, early mm-hmm. 20s, I don't remember what year this was, but I just remember in my mind that Could he have been was... late, the late 80s, yeah. Okay. I just remember thinking <clears throat> that he was a good, upstanding guy. They, that's kind of how he got portrayed okay. in the media. So maybe they, he really wasn't. They, they well... It's it's complicated. It is complicated because a lot of these guys that were in the CIA, they did, you know, they're like everybody's human. So they had a lot of things I think they did that you and I would totally not agree with. Mm-hmm. But but then they... But they thought they were doing it for the greater yes, good. Yes. Yeah, so, 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 so anytime you get involved in these big operations like this, there's always something that's going to come along that's going to trip you up. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of guys that I think they, that were in the CIA that started out with these high ideals and next thing you know, they're trafficking drugs. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's just, it's just complicated. Well, when uh, you but, said this book was about Mina, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know, I'm sure other people around the world, if they hear Mina, Arkansas, and I hate this because it's tragic, but my mm. first thoughts are those two boys on the tracks. Yeah, and do su- they mention that? Surprisingly, in the book? that is not mentioned in the book. Really? Yeah, that, that is not mentioned. Me. Yeah, and I'm not sure why they left that, chose to leave that out. Because to but, me, um, the boys on the tracks is, is a very compelling story. It's a tragic story. It's still a mystery. Uh, but when uh, we found out our, you know, my nephew, Angie's son, would be going to school in Nina, one of my first thoughts was about those two mm-hmm. boys that they found their bodies on the railroad tracks. And, of course, now everybody knows I think it was connected to the Clinton administration somehow. Or not maybe to him, but to the whole drug smuggling at the airport. Many people feel like they walked up on a drug deal or saw something they weren't supposed to. Mm-hmm. And that these thugs who worked for all these drug smugglers and everything killed them. And yeah, and, and once you track. read this book, you'll you'll realize, and, and it, to me, the biggest thing about this book to me was it was very eye-opening. You kind of have this idea of how the government work, and you think, okay, you got Republicans here, you got mm-hmm. Democrats here, and then the CIA is a separate entity. Well, once you read this book, you start realizing, oh, they're all intertwined, okay? okay. And they're all, um, and there's, there's, you got your good guys and your bad guys, and you got your good Republicans, your bad Republicans, mm-hmm. you got your good Democrats, your bad Democrats, mm-hmm. and then you got your, even within the CIA, you got your good guys and your bad mm-hmm. guys. And to me, it's just a reminder that no matter who you are and what position you take, we're all human, mm-hmm. and we all have that capability to do, to, do, to do things we never thought we would do. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the other reason I think you would like this is so once they shut the operation down in Mina, they started a new operation called Operation Screwworm, and it was going to take place in Mexico. Why are so, they calling it Screwworm? I have no idea. I <laughs> may not want to know. Yeah, I have no idea. So the next part of the book, and I started losing a little interest here, but I kept thinking as I was reading mm-hmm. about he because he talks about his experiences in Mexico, mm-hmm. and I kept thinking, you know, it is interesting that I just read that book yes. called Mexican Gothic, and it was set in Mexico. Yes. and now you're saying your book part of it was set yes, in Mexico. And I, that's and, but, kind of a coincidence. Yeah, that's what I was thinking when you were talking about your book a while ago. But um, 
I kept thinking, okay, I'm not as interested anymore because we're in Mexico now. And we're not in, you know, they're not saying hometowns that are that I'm used to that mm-hmm. I that are right in my backyard. But um, I kept thinking Joy would actually like this because it was a lot about their customs, mm-hmm. their culture, yeah, uh, their how their government works. Mm-hmm. Uh, so very interesting to hear about it. It was a whole new way of looking at their culture. And yeah. then, um, like I said, once once he left Mexico, then there was a period where he's running for his life because he knows too much, mm-hmm. and he's bucking the system, and he's not going along with it, and he, you know, he's discovered that he thinks the IR, the um, CIA is trafficking drugs, mm-hmm. and he's like, I didn't sign up for this, mm-hmm. and uh, the. According to him, he is set up, and and off the book, he never knows who's doing what to him because there's so many people that he could have could be enemies of. I say there's so So, many spies, and he's like, uh, I honestly don't know if it's the state of Arkansas doing this to me, if it's the CIA, mm -hmm. or if it's uh, George Bush. Sometimes Mm -hmm. he thought it might be George Mm -hmm. Bush, and so um, and there's something. So this isn't Reagan. Well, it's the Reagan administration, but George Bush is the vice president. Oh, right, And right. so, Bush, uh, supposedly, <laughs> before Barry Seal died, and this was the thing, the biggest shocker in the book to me, was before Barry Seal died, he told Terry Reid, the author of the book, mm-hmm. that George Bush's sons, that he had proof that George Bush's sons were trafficking in drugs. Okay. And I've never heard that before. Now, and also, mm-hmm. I have to say, I've lived under a rock most of my life. I've mm-hmm. never really read a lot, or, you know, up until we started doing, you know. Oh, just I know the people last, who swear yeah. the Bushes are evil. Yeah. They're responsible for 9 11. I mean, well, I, there's tons of conspiracy theories. It's out funny there. because, so I read another book that I guess I could talk about this sometime when we do a podcast, but it's, it's all about uh, the. Uh, it's all about residents who's worked at the White House. Mm-hmm. It's called the residents. Yeah. And and they're by and large, guess who they're overall, hands down, unanimously, they thought the best president and wife that they ever served was George Bush. And George Barbara? and Barbara Bush. Really? Yes, they loved them. Really? So I read that book first. So mm-hmm. when I read this book and they're talking about mm-hmm. he thinks he might be having a you know, a hit out on him, you know, for his yeah. life. I'm like, good grief. So it wasn't so, George Bush Jr. No, it was, it was, it was, the, C- dad. It was the dad. Because he used to be the head of the CIA, yes, right? Yes, yes. And so he was yeah. he was over the CIA, Yeah, which I had forgotten that or, or mm-hmm. whatever. So anyway, long story short, I need to wrap this up, I know. But anyway, uh, I think you would, in, you would certainly enjoy everything that's about, that happened underneath our noses as we were growing mm-hmm. up as teenagers. Yeah, it, not a clue. We, not mm-hmm. a clue. And, and how you'll be surprised at how involved the CIA is in our government, mm-hmm. and then you'll you'll be interested in where he lived in Mexico. Mm-hmm. But then after that, I gotta be honest with you, I kind of lost interest. When even when he was running for his life, it wasn't that. <laughs> I know this sounds callous. It wasn't mm-hmm. that I didn't care or anything. Mm-hmm. It just kind of got. I just started losing interest. Well, and you're, you're talking um, about over a 500 yes. page book. It's, yeah, yeah, right. And it, I'm not it's saying fizzle it's at some point. Don't get me wrong. It's his life. It is fascinating. But um, does he even say where he is now, or is he like well, still like I said, for I, his life? So I have two chapters oh, yeah, left, and finished, at this okay. point, he's. Basically, they took him to court over mail fraud, and it's that's another long story I don't have time to get into, but they were trying to find something to bring him down. Mm-hmm. The government had turned on him. Mm-hmm. And so, anyway, he... He gets out of that. They drop the case because they realize they don't have a... There's nothing they can do to prove... They, they're, they're basically saying that he uh, said his an airplane got stolen 
and it really didn't, mm-hmm. so he could collect insurance money. Mm-hmm. But it really and truly, it had been stolen. Okay. And it just reappeared in his hangar one day. Oh, boy. So, mm-hmm. anyway. Somebody tried to set him up. Yeah. Oh, it's just crazy. I mean, a lot, it's funny, because a lot of the movies you've seen, like the James Bond mm-hmm. type movies, they're, all of that is, it's, mm-hmm. it really does take place. Wow. So much of this, and a lot of the things My he said in here. so boring. Oh, yeah. so many things in here. I'm like, that's just so crazy that this stuff actually takes place. Mm-hmm. Like, he would go to a hotel, and they'd say, just go sit at the bar, and someone will contact you. And it, it, was, it was really, truly that type <laughs> of stuff. Did he ever have to wear disguises? No, but, he, you know, he had aliases, and then, then they would say, Senior Australia will see you now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Senior Australia was his alias in Mexico. Oh, Senior Australia. Yeah, it meant star. It meant yeah. Mr. Star. And so, oh, that is funny. Yeah. So, anyway, to the end of the where I'm at now is basically he's so mad at the government. He's like, I don't care what happens. They've put me and my family through, mm-hmm. you know, as we say in the South, H E double hockey sticks. Yeah, <laughs> so right. basically, he says they've just put us through, you know, they've just a nightmare, a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And so he decides he is going to sue the federal government. Mm-hmm. And then that, the last thing I read was they decided someone approached them and wanted to write a book. Okay. And he thought, and I think he ends up. Thinking, well, I'd be well, very curious to know where he is today. Mm-hmm. If he still fears for his life. That's if what he I want to know. Has to use an alias? Has he like had plastic surgery done? I mean, what's going on? And see, that's why I'm <laughs> anxious to finish the book because, because I want to know. No, I want to know what's writes, he doing now. Yeah. Anybody who writes a book mm-hmm. that goes, that gives inside secrets about the government or mm-hmm. the Clintons or anybody, I don't know if they're brave or stupid. You right. Know? And right. I, I guess, and maybe, and like, I don't know that he made any money off the book. Like you said, you can't yeah. even get hold of one hardly now. And I, I will just add one more thing. Um, when I was talking to the gentleman at the ball game that said he was involved in the mm-hmm. whole ordeal. He said when they were making the movie Made in America mm-hmm. with Tom Cruise, he said that, that, that people, producers or whoever, the people that come around before they make a movie, mm-hmm. they were trying. Yes, yeah, the pre-production. Yeah. They were coming around and they were trying to talk to people in Mina and nobody would talk to him. Mm-hmm. And he, he said that they approached him and offered him $150,000 for his story. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, I'm not giving it and I'm not talking because I want to live to see my grandchildren. I want to see my grandchildren grow up. Mm-hmm. So I thought, wow, right. even today, there are people there who live in fear mm-hmm. and who still believe that there is someone out there mm-hmm. who who can harm who them. can harm them That's just sad. with the information that they possess. So I think mm-hmm. it's sad, and really, he, it's just because he mm-hmm. he lived there in Mina and mm-hmm. wanted a job and. Here he is. He can't even tell the story for fear of retaliation. Right. right. And he he says, "I, you know," and so I guess it's safe to say this on air here because. He's, he won't say anything, so he's no. not, he, I guess he shouldn't be in fear because it's not like he's going out saying right, anything, but right. no, he says, he's, he says, like, I'm smart enough to know not to say anything. Yeah, so yeah, he didn't yeah. say anything to you. No. All he did was recommend a book. Yep, mm-hmm. basically, you're right, so, yeah. Okay, well, did so I guess to wrap it up, uh, Mexican Gothic, uh, I guess read it if you're into really weird scientific <laughs> craziness i don't yeah. know endings yeah and compromised if you're interested in politics i think if you're interested in politics if you're interested in the clintons and especially and, if you live in arkansas yeah mm-hmm. definitely okay uh i guess we're about to record another podcast so we will see you next time on twin, twin talk, talk.